Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. You know, I often speak about how women must do habits differently. And one of the biggest reasons why is simply biology. In other words, hormones. Our hormones are a real factor to how we feel physically, mentally, and emotionally, and they constantly change day to day and year to year as we age. My friends warned me that the hormone roller coaster gets harder as we get older, and they were right. From worse PMS to more aggravating period symptoms to all the things that come with perimenopause and menopause. If you're wanting help with that hormone roller coaster, I want you to check out today's sponsor, Happy Mammoth, and their supplement, Hormone Harmony, a bottle of which is sold every 24 seconds with over 17,000 reviews. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like the chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible perimenopause and menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, and so much more. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. If you want to feel more like yourself, make sure you go to Happy Mammoth and find Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code PROGRESS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PROGRESS for 15% off today. If you think creative is not the adjective you'd put next to your name, you are wrong. You're listening to About Progress. This is episode 175. You are creative. 
Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. It's a new month, June, and that means a new theme. So let's announce it right away. June's theme is You Are Creative. Creativity is one of my very favorite topics, and it's something I'm super interested in. And it wasn't always this way, so you're going to know more about that in a little bit. This month, we are going to explore the creative process, what creativity really looks like, and it's probably not what you think it should be, how it can get buried inside us, and what we can do to dig out some more creativity, and more. If you think this is not the month for you, stick with us. This theme very much is for you, and that is why today... In this intro episode, I am going to speak in particular to the group of you listening who would say to me, Monica, I am so not the creative type. Uh Uh-uh, I'm just not going to have that. And by the end of the month, I hope you see yourself in a new light. This episode in particular will serve as the foundation to what we will discuss all month long. So do your best to listen with an open mind, especially if you don't think you are creative. And also participate further by getting this month's progress plan by going to aboutprogress.com slash free. It's always free and it's just a good way for you to implement what you learn here in real literal ways. I'm one of those people I like to have a product after learning and I want something to take action on. That's what the progress plan is for. Okay, let's dig into creativity. I want you to leave this episode knowing why creativity matters and how you are creative. First, let's start with some of the common myths we have about creativity. We believe creativity should come easily. We believe creativity must be artistic in nature. We believe creativity will be fun to do. We believe creativity must involve a product and usually a beautiful one. We believe creativity is unique and it makes something that no one has ever done before or will never do again. And we believe that creativity only applies to a very few select group of human beings who deserve that adjective. Okay, so those are the myths of creativity. Well, I am here today to tell you that creativity is hard work. It is most often not artistic in nature. It is not super fun all the time. And it does not need to entail a product. And it is something that you can do even if others have done the same thing. And creativity applies to all of us who have ever been on born to the earth and ever will be. I'm thinking about some things outside of the creativity box that we might not readily go to if we think about the term creative. I'm thinking about the scientist who discovers a cure for a disease. I'm thinking about a teacher who came up with a way to reach a child who needed it. I'm imagining a mother who instilled a cherished tradition within her home. These are all examples of creativity for me that I think 
is what creativity really is. Creativity is not about what you do. It's about how you live and how you see the world. For me, being creative means you are instilled with curiosity to the world around you. You value living in the present moment. You solve problems with persistence and you think out of the box. You anchor into your gifts and you develop those in addition to seeing the possibility that there are more gifts out there for you to find within yourself. To me, that is creativity and it is one that we can all have in our lives. We are only um, animals, all of us are animals, but we are the only animals on earth that create in this way. From food, um, cooking is an act of creativity, you know, to building, to farming, to the meaning that we have in our relationships, to thinking, to inventions, technology, philosophy, and yes, to the arts. We are the only beings on earth that do these kind of things to that extent of, of creativity. And that to me means that we were made to create I had a guest, Lisa Funk, on the show quite a long time ago now, actually, and I'll link that in the show notes for you. And she is a hand lettering artist, and we ended up talking a lot about creativity. And she said something that really stuck with me. She said, we were all made to create. And I truly believe that. So why should this matter to you? Why is it important to identify yourself as the creative type? Well, first, I would start by just saying you are a creator, Look at yourself as a creator. I feel like for some reason that's easier to wrap your mind around if you think about yourself as a creator, meaning you don't have to say, I'm creative. For some reason, that seems to help explain and connect that better to people. So here is why creativity really matters in in seeing ourselves as creators. I personally believe that creativity is part of our eternal makeup. Our souls long to develop and to grow and to make something from nothing. Our souls long to solve problems and to notice and make things beautiful. This is who we are. Creativity is how we get release from the pressures of our lives. It's how we find joy in the day-to-day moments. And it's also how we feel productive in valuable ways. That's creativity. When we deny seeing creativity in ourselves and that this is an important part of our lives and something that we have to take time for and cultivate and get better at and try hard in, um, and when we deny seeing that in ourselves and we deny believing that creativity is important, we are actually denying so much of what makes us human and divine. And also when we, de- when we deny that side to our lives, we experience a huge chasm where we can't find fulfillment. It speaks to us in ways that are divine. I really believe this. I've been able to personally identify that whenever I'm feeling extra lost or stressed or apathetic to my life, when I just don't feel like myself, I have been able to pinpoint that it's because I am missing creativity. And that means doing something outside of my to-do list and my responsibilities. It might not be artistic, but sometimes it is. So last month, we actually talked about what it's like to be in a funk with Natalie Norton and feeling resistance with Patrice Washington and what you can do. 
for me, and this is not something I mentioned that month because I knew this was coming, for me, one of the best things I can do to pull myself out of a funk and to better battle the resistance I'm facing is to get creative. And so for me, that looks like baking. I love to bake. And um, sometimes that means baking something totally new I've never done before and kind of having fun with that. I love to decorate my home so I can rearrange some prints around my hall or in my family room. Um, That's something that seems creative to me. Another way is organizing. Yes, that is creativity. Um, Problem solving. Yeah, you have to be creative to really think out of the box and solve some big problems. So when I'm in a pickle about the podcast or something in my personal life, I go and I problem solve. Um, And that's a big act of creativity, really thinking on both sides of things and coming up with a solution or a bunch of possible solutions. And then I have the more artistic outlets like music, playing or listening to music, um, playing something on my flute or the piano and and art too. Uh, A few weeks ago, I attended a little art class with one of my dear friends. Her name is Shelly Fossey. And she and she helped us. <laughs> she she had a little art class in her home and you came with them. She had the materials ready for you. And she sat down and she gave us some examples of things we could choose from, uh, pictures of flowers uh, that an art, another artist did that we could mimic. And she showed us how she starts, which is just to sketch it out with pencil and then to just go for it. That was our lesson. That was it. <laughs> I have been wanting to paint for years. And you know why I hadn't let myself? Because I thought I had to do it the right way. And what I learned from my friend Shelly and that experience that night, and maybe I should include a picture of this in my show notes. So I'll include that on the website um, version of the show notes. You can see a picture of the flower vase I, I did. But what I learned from that is that there's not really a wrong way to be creative. Um, so yeah, that's what it looks like for me. And that's actually something I am planning on doing more of because it was such a good night for me of getting in the zone and an artistic zone. What does that look like for you? How do you get in the zone? Um, we're going to get more into that too in a moment. So, oh, and I also wanted to say this whole podcast has been a giant exercise in creativity for me. It's not artistic in the least bit. And everything about it has stretched my creative muscles in ways I would not have believed going into it. So again, being creative means you give your responsibilities pause and you find fulfillment elsewhere. When I think about creativity in that way of of giving pause to your responsibilities, I think of my grandpa. Um, My grandpa is a farmer. Well, he was a farmer and a teacher. He is still living, thankfully. But he was a farmer and a teacher. And he was actually a coach for the football and and track and swimming. Like he did, he coached all the things. And he was the director of all these athletics. And he is one of the most crafty people. Well, he is the craftiest person I've ever met in my life. My grandpa, um, he does needle points that are amazing. He he creates these beautiful birdhouses and woodworking things that you would not believe. And a lot of it is really something you would not expect from a man who is a director of, of athletics at a high school for decades and um, a football coach. And I, I need to find out from him why why he is creative in this way. And like crafty, I mean, one of the things he's working on right now is this pixelated art. So you just have like thousands of tiny little square beads that you put in a grid across a plastic grid that you match up with a blueprint and it's 
they're all works of art. I'm also going to include one of the pictures of those that we got to take from him last time. He gave each one of my kids a little one of those. And they take hours and hours and hours. And I can see that I think this is something, a, a gift that he gave to himself and to his family and to his community and to his church community members was to exercise this creativity in a way that gave him the power that he needed to be the man he needed to be. And I love seeing that in my grandpa. I also think of my accountant husband, Brad. I've learned more and more about him as we've been married. We've been married 11 and a half years almost. Um, he loves music. I knew that from day one, but he's really an amazing writer and he's hilarious. And I think he should write children's books and he's actually a good artist, which I did not know until he was drawing some things for notes for my kids' lunches sometimes. And I just think like if we can invest more in that creative side, we're giving that gift to ourselves and to our family. So those are some of the real life examples I could think of, of people who I see more regularly doing that. So my husband, Brad, he'll take a moment to take out his guitar and just play, 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 play. And it's not like he's going, he's prepping to perform at a concert or to be seen anywhere or be heard by anybody. That is not my husband's nature. He does not want to be heard (laughs) or noticed by anyone in, in that public of a way. But he does that and he creates those moments so that he can give that gift to himself and by extension, all of us. Okay, so you're hearing all these examples and I hope you're tapping into what you can see are ways that you are actually creative and that you feel drawn to that are ways for you to put pause to your current um, responsibilities in your life and find fulfillment in other things that really enrich your life. And what if you hear all this and you still are struggling to see yourself as a creative entity, a creator? I think here the problem is twofold and the root of it is you're scared. You are scared because one, You're scared that if you are not creative in the way you think only qualifies as creative, that it will prove that you are in fact giftless like you assumed all along. So let me say that again. You are scared that you can only be a certain type of creative. And if you are not, then that proves that you are giftless just like you thought you were. And the second half of why you're scared is that you have tied your ability to create to this impossible standard of what it's supposed to look like in your mind. Some product, some artistic semblance um, of a product too. And you don't allow yourself to be seen as creative because you are not gifted enough or talented enough to be qualified as creative. So how do we get past that? This is where you're going to hate me. (laughs) You have to get creative about your creativity. Broaden your mind. Look out in your life. Look out to your childhood, to your teenage years, your young adult years, whatever it might be that you have behind you. And find out where did you find enrichment and fulfillment in your life? What were you interested in? What did you naturally gravitate to? What gifts did you seem to come with? Um, they All of us have those things. All of us do. You need to open your mind to what creativity can look like and how it can look like for you. And with that, consider those natural gifts. And for me, gifts are things you are interested in. Things that you 
always found yourself fascinated in. I've always liked history. I've liked learning about art. I've liked learning about, like, my favorite person to study is Leonardo da Vinci. Well, it was growing up. Um, I loved being in trees and in nature. And I feel like that's one of my gifts. That's one of the ways I feel an escape to my present day world and responsibilities now is escaping to nature. I feel like that's a gift of mine. Um, I honestly, I mean, clearly I have the gift of gab, um, <laughs> which I'm now using in this weird way. I have a weird gift of teaching. Not None of this is artistic, right? I have the gift of teaching and I'm now teaching on a podcast in a weird sort of way. What natural gifts were you drawn to and, and that seemed to arrive with you or things you were interested in? Even if you can't think of those ones, let's go even simpler. Do you ever see someone do something and think, I wish I could do that? I wish I could do that. I was just um, icing a cake and I shared about it a little bit on Instagram because that was my moment of creativity and ignoring the to-dos and the piles of of laundry in my life and taking a minute to make a new cake I've never made before. And I just shared a quick snapshot of that on Instagram. And I did a pretty bad job with the icing at the very end. And I was kind of laughing at myself and not in a way where I was making fun of myself, but I'm like, well here we go. This looks like a three-year-old did it. And I had some great people write me back and, and I wasn't looking for it, but it, it was so sweet. And one person said, I wish I could ice like that or something in that way. I wish I could. I wish I could. That's what you need to cultivate. That's where you start. You start with what you wish you could do. That's what you're drawn to, friends. If you wish you could do something, or try something, or go somewhere, or create something, or produce it, or learn something, that's where you start. Those are the seeds to your creativity that are just asking to be planted and nourished. What are those seeds of creativity for you? And when you consider those seeds, I'm going to ask you a big question. What are you afraid of? Why are you afraid to grow those seeds? And with this, my second question is, what is the worst that could happen here if you tried? Truly, what is the worst that could happen? How are you making too big of a deal of something that doesn't need to be that big of a deal? This is not life and death, but it is so important. This side of you needs to be a part of your life. It's not life and death, but I think without creativity, it's not a full and rich life. Let me urge you something here. Don't let your fears of inadequacy, of being good at something, or someone being better than you, get in the way of you still living a life fulfilled. Don't let that get in the way of gifts that need to be cultivated. Some people have told me the last few years that, man, you just go for things. They assume I'm not scared. They just see me trying new things all the time. But the truth is, if you know my story at all, that I was scared for a long time, that I did not try things. That was very much who I was as a kid. I just did things. I was determined. I did things over and over. And I and I didn't have the fear that I had then as a young adult because of perfectionism. And I got to that point where I decided... I could not, well, I don't even know if it's a full decision, but I remember not really knowing I was creative until maybe the last two years. I did not think I was creative. 
And the reason why is because I thought I was too type A. I thought I was too by the book, too logically minded. But when I really look at all that, what I can see now is that when I was saying I'm not creative, even just a few years ago, what I really meant was that I was not talented enough to consider myself as a creative type. Because growing up, a lot of what I did and what I was so daring and bold in and, and just trying new things all involved creativity. And I got to the point where I was ashamed of my lack of talent in those things that I stopped doing them. You know some of the list, playing the flute, dancing ballet, singing, doing plays, writing, all these things, and even just like things with athletics. That's something I've been more creative about the last few years. Um, oh, it just goes on and on. It's not even just the artistic related. Um, it's It's even within my own parenting and relationships and all of that, I told myself I was not creative because I didn't consider myself good enough in any of those things to deserve that definition. When I started my 30 before 30 list, that is now our do something list that we're doing every year. So go back to our first episode of January to find out more about that. I started my 30 things I was going to do before I turned 30. When I did that, it launched everything for me and is why I'm here right now on this podcast. But a huge part of that list involved me tapping into this creative side in ways I had denied myself for years due to fear. And as I stepped into that darkness of trying things and not being good at them because I had wanted to, that was my seed there, right? I had wanted to do those things and I was going to finally do them. And I was messy and ugly and not great. But as I did that, I found myself again. And I found an imperfect person who was still worthy of creativity and worthy of challenge and growing. So yes, I now have that feeling now, when I have that feeling of I want to do that, when I see that in someone else, I put on my big girl panties and I go and I do it. I learn how, I fail, I mess up. And I love it so much more because I am now allowed to not be talented at something in order to try it. How does this apply for creativity for you? You can do this. This month, I'm going to invite you to take part of a creativity challenge with me. As you finish this month's progress plan, and you don't have to do that, but again, if you're like me, you need action, you need steps from here. In the progress plan, I've set up for you a way for you to write down something you're going to do for the creativity challenge for June. You get to decide the rules here. You can just write down one thing you are going to commit to being creative in um, in, Ju- in June, or you can create a mini list of small ways you are going to grow this creative side of you. And again, most of what I do creative creatively, I'm not saying that word right. Most of what I do creatively is not artistic in nature, but it is that too. So don't limit yourself in any way. And as you do, and as you create this challenge for yourself and you just try and you get messy like we learned last month, I hope you will share about it in ways when I ask for more details on my Instagram page about progress or on our private Facebook group page, which is linked in the show notes for you. And best yet, please send in a voice memo on your own creativity challenge this month so we can feature you and hear from you how this played out and the effect it had on you and what you learned and what you tried. We want to hear from you. That episode is the best episode of the month because you shine. As you can see, I am so jazzed about this topic and I hope you are too. I have reserved this theme 
for June to celebrate how far I've come three years ago, because three years ago I turned 30. And when I turned 30, I was already a drastically different person than I had been even six months prior to that. And I I truly believe I owe that to giving myself permission to be creative. Believe that creativity matters and that you very much are creative. Before I let you go, here are some resources for you because I've been learning about this so much. Again, the progress plan is a simple way for you to think about what gifts you want to cultivate and try and your plan for how you're going to do the creativity challenge. Um, I also had this theme planned for months and I laughed in a good way last week when I saw that Cultivate a Good Life. I was on their podcast about a month ago with the Beckys, I call them, Um they had a guest, Tasha Seeholzer, as a guest, and she's fantastic. She's at Hello, Tasha. And she they talked all about creativity. I think that's a fantastic episode to listen to as a resource. I'd also recommend a, a recent Netflix documentary on creativity, as well as a recent Time Magazine special on creativity. And a book I loved so much on this topic is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. If you have more resources to share on, on creativity, more things we should be learning about and studying about, and like that gave you some revelations on creativity, share them on our Dear Progressor episode. And I can't wait to hear from you again. And if you want to do that, you can find out how to be heard on the show by going to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show. I can't wait. This is going to be such a fun month. And we already have a guest coming for you later this week. Oh, it's going to be good stuff, people. So stick with us, show up each episode and share this with people in your lives who you know need it and who can join in with you on the creativity challenge. Because if you're like me, you might need a buddy to hold you accountable. That's it for our introductory episode. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, life is about progress not perfection. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.